AJ and McCall dropped the mic on relationship-ish things. Ish, Ish yeah, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Living together. Definitely living together. Yeah, not AJ and I. We don't live together. Or are married or are dating. Or are interested in each other. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> relationship guru, <laughs> producer Butters. No. <laughs> we just set the record straight. Yes. Work, work spouses. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I call you guys. Co-workers? Nieces and nephews? I don't Peers? know. We call you mom. Yeah, mom. Thanks, Oh, it's mom. my work kids. <laughs> kids. Fair. <laughs> That's weird. I always wanted this to have a dad <laughs> who was slightly younger than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I always wanted mom. to have a... Uh, Sorry, I, I always wanted to have a mom that was slightly younger than me. I always wanted to have work. a work, work <laughs> wife that was also my brother. That was Kid. getting weird. It's getting like Jerry Springer <laughs> level of weird. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and in this week's episode of Florida or Not. It's the okay. weirdest intro we've ever done. Anyway, Producer Butters, <laughs> relationship guru Producer Butters, uh-huh. has pulled up uh, these things, these tips, these pointers. A listy list. That we're going to go through because McCall and I live with our significant others. Producer Butters doesn't. I live solo dolo. Solo dolo. Solo. That's how he preferred to be. my big a, solo dolo Referred house. to from now on is solo dolo. Solo dolo Butters. <laughs> Because <laughs> that being said, let's do this. If you're interested, hit up uh, Utah's VFX. Oh, no, but, you, but this isn't a dating service. It's a podcast. Hey, I, I got to use use my platform. Oh, okay. I see how it is. So we can't it's more like our use, social media, but we can uh, get you I, a date. Hey, hey, hey. I, I am promoting Utah's VFX. <clears throat> uh-huh. Utah'sVFX.com is where you can hit people up and then click the contact us button. You could uh, you could do that too. Yeah, or I don't know just... where else they're gonna hit us up. If they hit us up at Utah's VFX, where? All social media, McCall. <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, anyway, let's do this thing. Anyway, yes, I was just gonna say, like the guy who sent me a message saying I was really cute, and I was like, oh, I'm flattered, but I don't play for that team. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> also, he, an option. At least he tried. Players. At least he tried. Okay. All right. So uh, this list. Came from Bustle. Okay. I don't know who that what that is, but sounds uh, legit. So seven tips for what to expect during your first year of living with your partner. So both of you guys have lived past your first year. Yes. Correct. McCall more than, <laughs> yeah. well, than AJ. Uh, I don't know if it's significant for me. I'm coming up on the end of year two, so I I will be Yes. Of living together, it will be six years in September. That was in wow. June. Wow. That's how long we've been dating. But I didn't move in nice with him right as I started dating. Oh, I, I don't know what a saying. radio appropriate got, term is. I got it. What, what a Jezebel. <laughs> anyway, so uh, number one. <laughs> Through for, for one on that one. Yeah. Uh, one, <laughs> make some allowances for spending your downtime differently. Okay. I agree with that. I, think I do too. One of the things that annoys people as the friends of the couple is when you can't have like just like just guy time or just girl time like and so I think that and I think relationships that can succeed like doing their own thing will have uh success yeah cuz if uh-huh. you, if everything is tied together it just will all fall apart and yeah. not that I want you're not planning to break up but I think you got to have your own thing. You got to be your own individual. Yeah. Otherwise there's there's something very important about being like independent in a relationship also. So like I do makeup. Dustin does not do makeup with yeah. me. Like, 
And I, th- I think it's important for like you to show interest in what's important to Absolutely. your uh, significant yeah. other stuff, but that doesn't mean you have to do it. Like you don't have to go hunting. You I also don't, have don't to do. Yeah, the and like Dustin doesn't thing. have to be interested in the fact yeah. that I like makeup. Like oh, that makes sense. Cool thumbs up emoji. Just Proud of you. A, oh, that's really great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just listen to him about it. Yep. So their little blurb that they put it says having respect for each other's needs yep. is really important. <laughs> yep. Why do we need this article? McCall and I nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second one still makes me laugh to this day. Great. Uh, be upfront about your financial differences. Yeah, great idea. I love that. I Moving on. <laughs> I, I agree, especially if it's a, if it's a serious relationship. <laughs> yep. If it's not a serious relationship, then no, then do your own thing. But yeah. if you're talking about a serious relationship, you're talking about putting a future together, you know, house, wedding, whatever. Hi, my name is Producer Butters. I am a hundred and something thousand dollars in debt. Thanks. Then you know that you don't want to get involved with that mess because they make terrible decisions. But it's a house, so. Yeah. Uh, No, I'm sticking by Producer Butters (laughs) as a mess. (laughs) So it says uh, this way nothing comes as too big of a surprise where money is. Honestly, I think you could just fold that under the branch (laughs) of honesty. Yes, correct. Which actually gets to our next topic. Perfect. uh, Make time for regular honest communication. Yeah. I think that's good. I think it's really important to yeah. have those conversations. Well, I think just as important as it is to be able to be able to succeed on your own, you also, like, if a relationship's really going to make it, you guys probably ought to be able to just sit around and just talk. Yeah. And yeah. not think, oh, my gosh, when is this person going to shut up? I'm <laughs> not going to make it if that's what you're thinking while you're having a conversation. Sometimes I think Dustin thinks that. He's like, oh, my gosh, McCall, Stop. <laughs> Bless I haven't him. been in serious relationships where I've I thought that. I was going to say that, but then I, I But like, I've been I'm in not. relationships where I've thought that. And I'm like, well, maybe this isn't going to go anywhere because I just wish this person would shut, shut their the... face. <laughs> shut up, please. Shut up. Uh, uh, talking and sharing openly while you're together needs to be a priority. Yeah. So. Definitely. Uh, number four, don't let the little things that bother you build up. Oh, yep. McCall is a great saying for this. Yeah, my my thought process for life in any sort of a relationship is if this isn't going to matter in five years, why am I wasting five minutes worrying about it? Yeah. So that's that's my thought process. So before I get into an argument with somebody, I always think about it. Okay, is this going to matter in five years? No, then it's not even worth arguing about. Like, leave it alone. Yeah, I think that's the biggest difference with my relationship with Ashley compared to past relationships is a lot of stupid stuff that I let get to me and cause arguments or got get upset about um, in previous relationships that I just don't. And so it's just kind of like whatever. So, you, so you, you don't mention things that bother you and then you let it build up and then you just kind of like freak out? Well, that would, that would go back to the one before that about having honest conversations because obviously yeah. – the the best way to deal with things is not wait till it gets to up to here and you explode like a volcano. Ideally, you would keep the pressure and the venting down so that you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you didn't use a coaster, and then just blow up. Right. And you ruined my table again. Like I just <laughs> I just go right back to that same that same thought process. If it's not going to matter in five years, why am I wasting five minutes on it? Because it's going to be a uh, a ring on that table. It's going to last five years, so it matters. Buff it out. Sand it down, repaint it. That's not McCall's priority. I'm not putting the work into that. Come on, you should know your work wife better than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it, it just the little blurb that it says it says it can cause a lot of tension and confusion whenever when everything you really feel comes bubbling to the surface. Yep. Yes. All right. So number five, set up daily lifestyle guidelines. 
What's your guys' thoughts on that? I, I don't think that every like daily lifestyle guidelines have been set up. I think it's just an unspoken thing. Like, I don't think you sit down and you're like, okay, so I need breakfast by 8.30 every single morning. Dishes need to be done by 9. If they're not b- done by 9, I'm going to fight you. Like... <laughs> I don't think it's anything along those lines. No, I feel like your 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 lifestyle, it's like, okay, you kind of through like living together and stuff, you will get these habits that's like, okay, we'll have breakfast together or maybe we won't. Um, and that that kind of a that kind of a thing. I think it's important, you know, to know what you're expecting, like if you're talking about dinner and that kind of thing. Cause like Dustin and I, when we have dinner, we do not sit at a table, mostly because I don't have one, but even when we were in Vernal, we didn't sit at the table. We would sit on the couch and we would sit and eat dinner there. And we had like a like a coffee table type thing that we would put our dinner on and stuff. But we wouldn't sit in the kitchen. But that's kind of like yeah, a I guideline think, that's been built. I think you sort of have a conversation about it, but I think you just kind of learn. Yeah. Each of you have your habits, so that's something you're going to figure out. And that's probably maybe an adjustment if you like – uh, this is when I take a shower. Or this is how I do yeah. this. You're like, no, that annoys me. That's how I do. It's just it's going to be something that works itself out. Yeah. I think Usually. more important than that is more so the conversation because once you guys, I think people naturally get complacent. So once you get into a routine, it becomes easy to do the same thing over and over again, yeah. or to kind of check out, or you know, you maybe once you, you know, you're in a serious relationship, you start doing things like more things at work or overtime to earn more money to go on trips or to pay for this. So I think more important, it's it's good to have a conversation to make time for each other, but also to find time for each other. Like, right. hey, so this weekend, you know, we've been crazy busy. Let's go. Let's go get dinner and have and go to a movie and just kind of be us for for a night. Right. So on that, actually, I want to I want to touch on that a little bit. Um, I've been listening to a podcast and. I we've talked about it before the MFCEO project love them number right. one business podcast in the in the world so that's super cool but they have a podcast that I was just listening to that's about um kind of like love and like the psychology of of making money which is really cool um and how important your words are but they also talk about complacency and they talk about the importance of not being complacent because you get into a routine and you get into a habit like AJ saying yep. and you need to make sure that every single day you are making a more of a conscious effort to be able to do things so you don't get into this state of complacency because that's where the human mind I guess this is according to the podcast that's where the human mind thrives is in autopilot because it's not like you have to think about what you're doing. And so it's kind of interesting. Um, If you do go check out that podcast, um, warning, all of the language. So heads up. Yes. Anyway, that's just my my own two cents on it. So I've been trying recently to, to be less complacent with things, with work, with home, rather than just get into this groove of autopilot. Because I hate that. Makes sense. Um, the the little blurb that they put on here uh, kind of ties in with the one what before uh-huh. well pretty much all the ones before uh, if you start talking about each other's needs and wants from the get go yep very yeah. important I, yeah. I think it's the discussion needs to be had there's probably a I I, I don't know I don't it, to me it's sort of a feeling some people put a time on it like when you know they have the conversations about various things but. Yeah, I think it's important. There's been relationships that I've had. We've gotten to that point, and it's like, well, like kids isn't one. Do you want kids? No, well, I do. Oh, I don't know if this is going to work out. Or you would be like my buddy who about 
six months in, found <laughs> out that relationship uh, wasn't going to work because religion was a super big deal to the girlfriend. And then instead of dealing with it, they just stuck it out for two years. And I don't know that he regrets it, but it was like, if you know that there's an expiration date, I guess it's kind of up to each person how they want to deal with that. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, six says, get professional support if the stress of new situations or the new situation is feeling like too much, know that reaching out for some professional support during this time is a great option. Yeah, I think I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. Like, I think it's always important just overall. I think it's important to not be too proud to reach out for help because, honestly, we're all new. Nobody has... <clears throat> I got some, like, frog in my throat. It's annoying. Nobody has the instruction manual on how life is supposed to work. Nobody knows what we're doing. Nobody. Right. But I mean, even if there was, it would never be the same. No, no, no. And so it's important to be able to get the help. If you do need help, like if, if you're, if you're struggling with your relationship or something, I think it's important to reach well, out. I think, I think on the, other, on the flip side of what you said, producer butters, I think a lot of, and especially depending on your age, but I think especially if you're younger in a relationship, you always think this is so different. And the answer is no, it's no, it's not. There's a lot of aspects that people like know exactly what you're going through. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times people cause their own problems by isolating themselves. Agreed. Agreed. And so I think in general, like the whole point, the first few points of this have been talk to your partner and for sure. But there's always going to be a friend or a family member probably who has at least some advice. You need a neutral you. you need a neutral third party is what you need. Because it's professional, you so can't, I go to a professional. Yeah. Well you can't <laughs> from from experience, I, you cannot talk to your parents about this kind of a thing. No, because your mom loves you side. and they will one hundred percent always go here. Yep. One of the biggest pieces of advice that I've ever received, maybe I'm wrong. So if I give this advice and you're like, This didn't work out, not my fault, okay. I'm not a professional. One of the biggest pieces of advice I ever received was if you're having struggles or frustrations with your partner, go to their mom and talk to their mom about it because their mom knows how their kid is. They will always love their kid. But if you have like frustrations and or you better have that kind of relationship. Yeah, and you have to build that kind of a relationship, yeah. but but that kind of kind of helps a little bit because your their their parents can explain okay this is how they are this is how they deal with certain things because then you get that aspect of it and then you also get like the they're always going to love that person i say you passive aggressively post on social media and then when people ask about it you say it's none of their business yeah i'll talk later i i depend like i i don't have a problem with professional help i've i've gone to therapy too it just depends on what the threshold is for you and what the problem is. If you're just having, I don't know, relationship issues, maybe that's not something that needs professional help. If you feel like it needs professional help, I definitely wouldn't just skip past it. No, I don't. I think there's a a, a wide window that maybe people just assume this deal's broken before you maybe at least seek that avenue. But I I, I think it's very important. I've read a couple of radio people's books, Bobby Bones. I just finished Charlemagne's first book, and both of them in. Their first book talks about how important it is to get somebody that tells you you suck. Yeah. You have to have somebody who can be honest yeah, with you. I'm pretty good at that, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I have a buddy, and I, I totally get what McCall's saying, and I would agree. Most people are probably going to shade at least some some variety of bias towards you. But I have a buddy who that's what him and I are for each other. So whenever we talk, we're close enough and trust each other enough to be like, 
okay, well, I think that this is what you did wrong. So if you don't have somebody like that, then yeah, probably professional help's the way to go. Yeah. Because in my experience, especially if you are letting this stuff build up and then you go to someone who is biased towards you, it's just going to make you want to be like, well, look, you're the problem. And it's not and that's really exactly what it anything. is. You're right. just going to be like, you no, no, no. Right. Because everybody else is like, oh, no, you're in the right. You're in the right. You're in the right. And maybe crazy. you're not. No. Maybe you're not right. <laughs> no. See? That's how that's going to go. Yep. Uh, that's funny. There's certain people that I don't get advice for and from anymore because – one, I can predict what they're going to say, but two, they kind of have that same kind of attitude, and it's like that just riles me up in a way that's not helpful. Right. It doesn't solve anything. Right. All right, so there's uh, one more to this, and then I want to ask another question. Oh, no! Okay. Just just curious to see. Uh, Seven says, brainstorm ways to keep your interest and spark alive, imagining and discussing the importance of adventure wherever that might mean I totally to you agree. is yeah. really important. Yeah, I agree. I think the discussion needs to be had. You need to be be talking about it. Um, that's something that I've tried to make a primary focus in my own relationship just because I don't ever want, again, it goes back to complacency. It goes back to being complacent in the relationship. Like Life is a new day every single day, and there's new stuff to be explored and and – to get into a routine and a, a boring whatever, like you have to continue to date that person that you are, like if you move in with them. You have to continue to date after you get married, if you move in with them, after you get married, whatever the case may be. But you do have to sit down and you have to say, okay, you have to sort out, very important, you have to sort out what love language your significant right. other speaks. You have, that is so important sit down figure it out that way you can see and acknowledge because like Dustin when he his love language he's like more acts of service than I am like words of affirmation like like Dustin wants the house clean and that's how he knows that I love him and I'm like cuddle with me buy me things tell me that I look pretty like that kind of stuff and and it took some getting used to because I had to understand, okay, so I can't, like, try to cuddle with Dustin because Dustin doesn't like that. Like, Dustin's not like, oh, she loves me because she's trying to cuddle with me. Like, his was more so do the laundry and look around and see what needs to be cleaned up. And if it's done, then he can come home and be like, oh, wow, like, she really cares for me. That's something that's really important. Um, I think that ties in to that point. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. For me, I could be kind of uh, a homebody, so and that can really, I think, accelerate the process of complacency. And so, um, you know, I decided when I moved here that I was going to use my free time to travel. But that's something that like Ashley and I both love to do, which is nice because it physically changes things. It changes your timetable up. But right. I, I totally agree. I think that um, even with, I think relationships is as the relationships get more seasoned. And you've took on together longer and longer. There's definitely things that change as you become used to you. You become used to being in a couple as opposed to apart or two people that have just maybe said, "Let's see where this goes." But I think McCall to test, and we talked about this. I think for Valentine's Day, we talked about chores and stuff. I think there's certain things too that uh, take minimal effort that really go a long way. Yeah. Like you know, for a prime example for Ashley is that. 
you know, she never really had a sounding board. So there's just days that if I just sit and listen to her, she'll express this deep gratitude. And I'm like, it's really not a big deal. I'm happy to, you know, hear what you're saying, give her advice. And, and I talked about how one, you know, one day I just like cleaned up the house without us talking about how, man, the house is a wreck. I just went and did it. And she was so pumped about it. Like there's, I really think that people sort of overcomplicate things. And I think always effort, politeness, and like just genuine interest, like listening, genuinely investing in something they said, like, oh, like camping is a big one. I'm not a huge camper, but Ashley loves it. So like we do it and she's forever grateful because she knows I'm a big deal, but it's not a big deal to me. Like she loves doing it, whatever. It's something different for me. If it's not my favorite, it's something she loves, you know? Yeah. Genuine interest like that. Those three things I think will get you most of the way through relationships. Right. And I think I, I would add to that, just taking off your blinders to open your eyes to see What's what's going on uh, around the house? What's uh, what's happening around the house? You know. I thought you meant about yourself. I would say the biggest thing that helped me grow as a person is realizing. I wrote a I think a poem about it was realizing. Yeah, I could be wrong and I can be a jerk. So right. you know, think about that. Right, and that's something that is also like you have to admit your faults. You have to know where where <laughs> your shortcomings are because I am guess what? Never wrong. Yeah, because guess what? You're I not perfect. All the time. Like you're not. <laughs> and as soon as you look at you look into it and you can realize, okay, I've got a whole bunch of faults as well. What can I do to improve myself? It becomes more so as something that I've learned over the past six years is. It's so important to look outside of yourself because a relationship yeah. is not so much, well, what haven't they done for me? Well, but I've done this and they haven't done this back. If you're looking to do something to for the reciprocation, like to come back, you're doing it wrong. It, it goes back to service. It goes oh, back to that no, kind of I, a thing. Yeah. But, but totally agree. the way that you feel love and the way that you feel more appreciation is by looking to see what your significant other needs what your significant other wants what your significant other uh desires like if you can see what they want and you do something to be able to step outside of your comfort zone i guess and just do what they want i think that's so important rather than sitting back and saying well what are they doing for me what are they doing for me what are you doing for me like the relationships are so selfless you need to be more selfless about your relationships and i feel like that will be way more beneficial that was the big change for me and ashley i think in every other relationship it was we were together but for me it was like what am i going to do for my career what am i going to do for my you know uh, uh schooling all that and and when it comes to ashley and i and i the thing i think this changes there's still stuff that I focus on for like my career, my schooling and all that, but it's part of we like, how, what are we, how is this going to shape our future? What are we going to do about this? How do we want to go about that? That's what was different for me for this relationship. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. This might be a, uh, uncomfortable question, but, <gasps> but, um, I've noticed, or I've seen a lot of relationships, where one of the one of the persons has has cheated, but yet have stayed with with this person that has cheated. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to name names. I mean, that's multiple people that I've known that, right. that have done right. this. But then they just they get back together. So I don't I don't get that. Like to me, I don't get it. I guess looking. So for you, then it's that's that's hard line and end all be all. I mean, I would think. But I'm not. I'm not in that situation, so I don't know if 100 percent like. 
No, nope, uh, it's done. You you screwed up. Well, I mean, I, it's it maybe, and it, maybe some people stick to that. I think for for the circumstance, um, it depends on a lot. I mean, there's obviously a lot of factors. How long were you together? Right. What was the crime in question? Um, what are the feelings of both people involved? Um, I, don't, I mean, what else? There's probably those. I think those are some of the big factors. Uh, you know, what do you see in the in the person who, I guess, what do you see in the person that was a third party? What does the person who didn't cheat see in the person that cheated? Do they believe him? Do they think they're sincere? Uh, is this something we could build from? Is it is it too broken down to keep going? I think, that, I mean, those are factors. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of hard. And I, on top of that, history, like, uh, you know, is the person who was the one that didn't cheat, you know, what have your relationship been in the past? Have you experienced this before? Because then that'll shade probably how you look towards it. And then maybe something like uh, your parents, like do your parents have, right. are they divorced? Was there an affair? Stuff like that. Also probably going to shade your opinion on it. Right. I well, can see that. Yeah. And I agree. I think that it's obviously a case by case situation. Um, I don't know. I feel like if if it's something that is wanted to be, like wanted to continue to pursue it depends on each person in the relationship's opinion on said situation because i i don't know i know that that would be an end-all be-all for my relationship that would be it just done and i don't know yeah i think it depends on the person yeah uh speaking from personal experience like for a very long time not a good boyfriend and so it would be, what? I suppose, interesting to go back and talk to exes and ask what they saw. If I got second chances, why I didn't get second chances? But um, I don't, I don't know. It, it, I think it just depends. Um, why? I mean, I think another part for me specifically is something I've gotten older. When I look back at, at the mistakes I made in relationships, specifically on the subject of cheating, I think a part of it is too. Um, not that it's an excuse, but when you grow up in a house with where your parents got divorced early and you don't really see what a successful relationship looks like, it becomes kind of hard to emulate. And then I think for a lot of people, and that's, this is not just for cheating, McCall mentioned love languages, and that's part of it too, but I think how people feel love becomes a part of it. Um, is it a physical aspect? Is that how you feel love? And I think a lot of people who, well, I'm not going to say a lot of people who cheat. I think, you know, for me, that was part of it. That was how I felt love, and the emotional part was something that I didn't get or didn't connect with or did not fall deeply into like other people did. So, I mean, I think that's a big part of it as well. Okay. Well, that all makes that all makes sense. Yeah. Um, I had another uh, thing from BuzzFeed, oh. and this one's called 17 Things You Understand If You Don't Live With Your Partner. So this will be interesting because you guys live with your partners. Yes. Right. Uh, and for both of us, basically, it was pretty much the entire relationship, yep. too. Yeah. Mine was basically, like, barely, um, I don't even remember. I don't even think it was an entire month after we got together. Um, Ashley and I like, think officially a, a together. a little bit longer than that because we got together at the end of July and she wasn't living at the house when I went to my brother's wedding, which was mid-August, but it's pretty close after, so it was about yeah. a, maybe a little more than a month for me. Yeah. And then we started living together. 
crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So uh, this says one, you basically have two homes, your home and your partner's. Okay. Uh, do you want to just keep going? You guys yeah. Okay. I don't, I guess. I don't think so. I think one of the houses clearly becomes the, the dominant house. Like we talk about the Kool-Aid house a lot on the morning show. Right. But you still have the two houses. Like. I don't mean mine. It, that's, it hasn't been, I mean, there's two and you, but it be, one becomes kind of the much, much preferred one. Yeah. That makes sense. Opinion. Yeah. That, that does make sense. Um, the second part on here says, and because you're constantly going between the two, you pretty much always have spare underwear in your bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think yes. AJ's like, no, I just, I just wear the same. I can't. Well, I can't really speak to it. I'm trying to think of a last serious relationship I was in that we didn't live together. Yeah, I can't. I can't really speak to it because I've never. Um, like Dustin and I lived apart from each other but like he lived in Vernal and I lived in in like Tremont at that point in time so it's not like we were hanging out all the time you know so yeah because when I okay so when I was in New Mexico I I mean Christian technically lived with me so I don't know that that counts she had another house right and so before that I'd have to go all the way back to my to college and like so Megan and I eventually moved in together but we were always at my place, and she had stuff at my place, but I didn't have stuff at hers because we basically always stayed at my place. Mm-hmm. If I stayed at hers, it was just for the night, so I didn't keep anything over there. Hmm. Okay. I have to go way back to reflect on some of these things. <laughs> um, number three says, and you probably have to buy two of every product. Okay. And I'm guessing that goes back to the two houses. Yeah. Uh, toothbrush, that I, kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess. I, I just think I really think what it is is you slowly start one of one of the people slowly starts moving their things over. Is yeah. I really think how it works out. I okay. think so. And I think it's more so for, for convenience. You're just like, oh, I stayed over and I forgot this, and so you just bring, and then you slowly are just basically moving it. You're like, yeah, basically, you just live here. Uh, number four says all this ferrying around means you basically have a big bag with you. Okay. This list really kind of sucks. <laughs> These first four points could really just be all put together. Yeah, it's like all yeah. one point. Keep um, going. Number five, you never know which house all your stuff is in. Which, okay. Which, again, same thing. Yeah. Uh, six, really trying to stretch out this list here, huh, yeah, BuzzFeed? Yeah, they are. Uh, you have to plan your hair washing so that it does, doesn't align with the mornings you're at your partner's place. Okay. Again, same thing. See, I disagree because if you have the stuff, you have your stuff. You take your shower whenever. Dude, but shampoo and conditioner is expensive. Yeah, I know. You're a girl. It's different for you. Yeah. Guys, it's not. It's, yeah. You. The joke is. You're a guy, right? I have a bottle. <laughs> you have a bottle as a guy that's a body wash, shampoo, conditioner, car wash, sour cream, toothpaste. Yep. And women, it's like, you need this one for this hair yeah. and this one for this hair. I don't, so it's, I, I don't, it's I guess my experience, it seems like this is more so from I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't intend this as a sexist comment. This seems more to me from the girl perspective. Yeah. But I guess if the girl has the cool house, it wouldn't be. But yeah. This seems like it was written from the girl perspective. Correct. Could could have been. You secretly enjoy spending a few nights away from your partner when you can truly re- reveal in kind of gross. Revel in grossness. Yeah, I guess. I think that's kind of true. I mean. Uh, I don't know about you, McCall. Ashley and I occasionally have some time apart now, and I enjoy having a few hours to myself. Mm. I like spending all the time with Dustin. I don't know. 
It's like sometimes we'll spend time apart from each other, but it's not very often. It's weird. I couldn't have like a separate relation, like a like him him being on the road all the time. I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm just Mm-mm. talking about like. See, and I bet it's the opposite for him. A few hours. No, it's not. It's not. A few hours in the he's day. He's okay like, on his own. Like, he does a good job on his own, but I I would like to think that he's happier with me. Like, if you were to say, like, that stayed the night away, that would get me more. Yeah. But, like, a few hours in a day where I'm just to myself, yeah, I'll find something to do. I'm not just like, oh, man, this sucks. Where's Ashley? Bro, I'll nap. But Play some video games. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to find where I was at here. <laughs> um, Well, because only half of it was on the on the thing I was on. So, or you plan all of your hair washing. Wait, that's the one I just This read. is so boring. This is a boring list. But you never feel quite confident using their shower. Okay. You spend, I mean, bathroom, if you say toilet, I'm down. Shower, eh. You spend more time with your partner's flatmates than you do on your own. That was always interesting for me because all through college I had roommates. And so I always felt, I always felt bad because... Um, my roommate, the guy that I live with for most of college, is kind of a quiet guy, mm-hmm. and so he wasn't much of a talker. And then I always felt bad when somebody in the group was dating somebody new, and they came for that first hangout with a group of friends, because we're kind of an intense group of friends. Right. We're loud. We're boisterous. We have a specific set of humor that maybe not everybody gets along with. And so I always felt like, ugh, if she likes it for this, then then maybe she's going to be on board. Yeah. But I always felt like, ugh. I again, I don't relate to any of this. Um, you never know how much you should help around their house when it comes to cleaning. Meh. Eh, I don't know that that's true either. No. I feel like this you know, I feel like again, I feel like all of these points are basically like the same. I just say I don't think that's true either. Like you're, you're there, you're like, eh, I'm, I'm gonna grab the tra- I'm gonna do something nice. I'll grab right. the trash, wash it. Right. Uh you never know if if you're saving money or losing money. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, no, no, I feel like you know. I feel like you're. Well, pretty- I mean, it, it, the, I guess the explanation is is uh, you're always at your boyfriend's house, so you're paying less on your own energy bills, but you're also paying rent on a, for a flat that you're really, really in. Yeah. I, think, I, like, I think a lot of the stuff when it comes to moving in together becomes a, a convenience thing. I'm tired of moving my stuff. We're always back and forth. Why are we paying for two places? Yeah. I love you. We're ready. I think it really, not not to say it's not a special and momentous event, but I think it really becomes a convenience thing. Um, number fifteen. But you start to miss your partner even after a few days apart. Yeah, yeah. That's where I think you you. That's I think that's a common place in the relationship. Yeah. You you and like I think either your friends or family will. I don't know if they'll be the first to tip you off, but I think they seal it for you because it's like yeah. You know, we don't see a whole lot. It's like, yeah, I've been spending all the time over there, and I just I want to go back. And, you know, yeah, I think that's the tip-off point. Uh, living separately means you have to actively schedule dates to see each other. Yep. That's true. That's dating. The downside of it, though, or the, the, the flip coin, flip side of that is, though, like like you said, when you live together, it, initially everybody goes to that honeymoon phase or you're doing everything together, everything's happy, right? But then you get, as we talked about the last list, you get kind of complacent. So yeah. it, it double-sided. Yeah, uh, but even though you know you want to live with your partner, you also know that there's no rush, so you have the rest of your life to live together. And I don't know that McConaughey gets big to that based on how quickly we moved into our nope. relationships. <laughs> nope. But you're still together, so yeah. yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. 
It's a weird list. I think you could have condensed that down to about maybe three Three points, points right. Buds yeah, pretty really much. Pumping up the numbers on that one. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I don't know, it, Maybe it's different for you because you've, this is one and only. Did you did you ever think there was like a time or a feeling when it came to moving in, like after no. X months or? No. That was all, that was never a thing for me. Like growing up, moving in was not a thing. Right. And I just had a conversation one time because I had seen my mom move in with my stepdad and I had seen the way that they had like struggled at first right. because it's so different moving in together like that. Like, you know, and they, they, it was after they got married, right. but it was like the, the, the difference was so crazy. And so for me, it was just like, after seeing that, I just asked Dustin out of the blue, Hey, would you ever move in together? And he's like, Oh, I didn't even know that was an option. It's like, yeah. So what do you think? He's like, I mean, so he was he yeah, not I'd considering like, to. like when he says not an option, does that mean he's not considering it before marriage, or he just no? Well, that wasn't that wasn't yet? the thing for me. Like oh, that okay. wasn't he didn't think that that was an option gotcha. for me. Gotcha. And so I, it was something that he was just like, oh, I didn't realize that was an option. I was like, yeah. So do you want to? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll move in in like a month. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I feel bad because I think terrible. I kind of just pushed dust, and I was like, hey, I'm moving in with you. Thanks. Yeah. See, for me, I think it's kind of falling the same course. It, what, like one, one, it was convenient. Like my first college girlfriend, um, she had a place and I was still living at home. And then as most relationships do, I was just spending all my time with her because it was a new, and then I just moved in. Right. And then, um, the second one was kind of the same thing. And then with, as with Ashley, it was just like, she was leaving her place and we were spending a bunch of time together anyway. And it was actually sort of kind of the opposite. It wasn't because we were spending so much time. It was more so we wanted to spend a bunch of time together, but our schedules made it difficult. And I was like, just, you're leaving your place. Why don't you just move in here? Right. And then it kind of kills two birds with one stone. You can live here and you didn't have a place and then we can find ways to spend more time together. Right. I don't know. I never thought of it in a time. There was never like three months or six months. I never thought of a, of a time. It was never like three months or six months, or it was more. It's always just been gut feeling. But I think that's just how I do my life anyway. Like gut feeling, that's what I'll know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's me. Or then you could be like my brother, who granted he dated his high school sweetheart and they went to different colleges. But the first time I think they actually moved in together, they moved to Atlanta. So yeah, that's crazy. That poses a whole bunch of different challenges. Yeah, but that was the same thing. Like I moved to Vernal, and yeah, it's like four hours away, somewhere new. Yeah, yeah. But they're married, and you know they they fight like any regular married couple. So they're they're the married stereotype. <laughs> that sucks. I love them to death. So that sucks. The fighting part. No, it's bickering. Bickering's a better word. They bicker. Bickering's okay. not as intense as fighting. It's just like oh yeah, oh not really anything. It's done with love. It's just more so annoyance than fighting. I hope to never get that. I've been that Tbh. Way. You've been that way? I have too, and I hate it. You've been the old married couple? Yeah. Yep. And it sucks. It's not fun. It's not an enjoyable time. And it wasn't even if, a relationship. If. <laughs> <laughs> That's not worth it. No. Why would you get to that stage? You're not even in the. <laughs> You're dating. Not even worth it. No. Anyway. Close friends. It happens. Mm-hmm. I just think in general that at that point in time, like they they just they're they're great. They love each other. They're on the same page. They just they bicker, and you're like, oh, this is out of a sitcom. And I think it's just, you know, you 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 kind of I think fall in a trap a little bit where you're like, we they've been together since my brother was a junior in high school. Right. So he that was 2000. 
10, I think. Mm-hmm. So nine years. So you just kind of get to a point where, especially that long, well, I know you're going to say this, or I know you're going to react this. She, and that's what gets you in trouble. You pre, you predictive the whole conversation, and you're like, well, I know what you're going to say. and then But people change and all that, or people cannot freak out. And so it's, I think that's what happens. It's like, I know what you're going to say. Let me just save it for you, because this is what I'm going to say. Do you think people change? From in what regards? Like yeah. uh, over their lives? Well, I'm just saying you said some people change, so I was just trying to clarify. Oh, I mean, when they're high school sweethearts, of course they're going to change. Everything, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything changes. Like, I'll tell you right now, from the time that Dustin and I started dating to now, I have been totally different individual. Yeah, but I don't think that's surprising considering what age you and Dustin got to, together. I think most people say their biggest change comes from about 16 to 22. Mm-hmm. I think for most people, that's where you're going to go through. Like I took a, a, a human st- or a, um, a woman's studies class, and the teacher had a line from a teacher that she took in college that said that you spend the first 21 years of your life screwing up the rest of your life. <laughs> so basically the habits you form at 21 are the habits you're going to have the rest of your life, which I don't think is necessarily true, but with people being complacent and stuff like that, I think it, you're like, okay, I kind of get it. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. But no, I think, I mean, things change you. A job will change you. A relationship will change you. A major event in your life will change you. I think, yeah, people change all the time. Actively choosing to change is something I think is much more interesting. Do people actively choose to change? Because all those things I said are more, they're, they're passive. Well, I think the only way that you're going to actively change if it was something beneficial to yourself. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. You can make a terrible decision that's bad for you. <laughs> But there's some kind of reward, though, for yourself. Yeah, I mean, psychologically, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actively changing is much more interesting. Passively changing, yeah, do people, I think, all the time. Parents get divorced, you get divorced, you get a new job, you move, you fail, whatever it is. Yeah. So, obviously, now we can write all these BuzzFeed articles because we are... Professionals. Professionals. We should be able to, right? Right. Yes. Side job, side hustle. Side feeling hustle. It? I'm feeling it. Side job. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been AJ and Recall. Drop the mic on. Moving in together.